This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Army has always been known for being olive green when it comes to race. It's always told its soldiers to see one another only in the colors of their fatigues. But the Army is part of the larger society, and so in light of the recent conversations on race, Army leadership is starting to realize that the olive drab gestalt tactic might diminish the lived experiences of some soldiers. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. The Army is a diverse place. All you have to do is ask some of its soldiers. I was raised and born in the Bronx, New York. I have an older brother. I was raised with my mom and my brother in that household. We grew up in not the easiest of parts. You know, it was uh, it was very tough upbringing. Uh, you had to have a lot of thick skin. I grew up in Hope Mills, North Carolina, which is a small town outside of Fayetteville, which encompasses Fort Bragg. So I grew up in a military community. Both my father and mother were in the military. Growing up, um, my father passed away at a young age, so the majority of my life I was raised by a single mother. She did um, She did her best, and she was very present. I feel the way I grew up was very blessed and fortunate. It was just me and my brother. Uh, he's five years younger than me. He's actually in 11 Bravo right now, a uh, staff sergeant as well, recruiting out of Minnesota. Uh, I grew up in a high school that was pretty evenly mixed of, of all races and cultures and diversities. So I think that's really really helped me kind of understand where everyone comes from. I can see, you know, how different people interact with different people. I grew up in Puerto Rico till I was 19 years old and I joined the military. I had my mom and dad, three siblings. I was the third child, so I was less, you know, alone <laughs> and nobody really uh, bothered me because they had to be busy with the little baby and the older ones that were getting in trouble. So I always was trying to do the right thing because I knew it was coming if I didn't. <laughs> a very strong family base for me. And I was always taught to work hard and earn my money and diversity. For sure, that was all over the place within my family circle. If you see my sister, she is super light, blonde and green eyes. And here I am with uh, a little darker than her, black hairs. Those were enlisted soldiers speaking at an association of the United States Army event earlier this week. The Army used to tell its soldiers to only see green in the workplace, meaning just to look at people as soldiers when you're working and forget the rest. I mean, we all learned a little bit about self-acceptance and being green from Kermit the Frog, after all. I'm green. It'll do fine. It's beautiful. And I think it's what I want to be. But that one-size-fits-all approach may not be what the Army needs in today's more nuanced world. Police brutality toward minorities and protests about systemic racism are making the Army rethink how being green ignores the experiences of some soldiers. Sergeant Major of the Army Michael Grinston explained his recent realization in talking to a fellow soldier. The soldier said, Sergeant Major, when you say, all I see is green... You don't see all of me. You don't see when I take off my uniform and I go out that gate that people will treat me differently but because the color of my skin. You can't see that when I go home to New York City that I have had a gun to my head 13 times since I've been in the Army. So that gave me new light when, when somebody said, 
Hey, all I see is green. I, I'm going to be honest. I just stopped. I don't say that anymore because uh, what they were saying is I acknowledge that I'm in the army, but also have to understand that there's another part of me. The army is now telling its leaders from the squad level up to take an interest in individual soldier experiences to understand how their lives outside of work affect them. The approach is similar to the way the army and other parts of the military are addressing talent management. The military is trying to move away from the industrialized, cookie-cutter way of looking at its troops and see them for the humans they really are. On the talent management side, the Army is trying to understand how it can improve work-life balance to better quality of life. It also wants to hear about service members' hobbies. Those skills might be useful to the military and help land a service member in a job that's more enjoyable. Finding out about these things takes a personal touch, though, and changing the system does as well. Grinston says it's the Army leader's responsibility to spur racial change. If you haven't had these conversations, you don't know what issues that are there. If you don't have the conversations, you don't know what actually is happening. And I think it's so powerful. Um, every time I've done one of these sessions, every time I've asked these questions, it was it was amazing the stories that would come up. And every time... Every time it's been more than one person in the room said, no one has asked me. And yes, this is happening. And it's happened to me. Every time I've not done one session where everybody's like, nope, we're all good. Sorry, Major. My advice, number one, the chief of staff of the army told everybody in the army to do it. So like step one, do what the chief of staff of the army told you to do. Step two is this is what we need to do. If we don't know our soldiers, I think we don't know what's going on. These are these are some difficult topics and questions that people are struggling with. And they may be, un, you know, they're internalizing it and they don't have any leaders to help them go through this this difficult time. Just because the military is having these conversations, though, doesn't mean that everything's getting better. Since the spotlight turned on to race after George Floyd's death, the military has made small changes. For example, photos were taken off profiles for promotion boards to discourage discrimination. Defense Secretary Mark Esper also ordered a six-month review of race and equality issues in June. But the institutional issues will take more than review boards and minor changes. Only two of the military's 41 four-star generals are black. There have been service members connected to white supremacist groups, and some have even been arrested for planning attacks. Additionally, the military judicial system has been found to unfairly target service members of color. With all that being said, the military is just starting its journey. The Marine Corps' top lawyer said it best when testifying before Congress in June. We just have to get after this. That, that, uh, we realize that we're at the beginning. Uh, we're, we're looking at data. We're trying to understand the data. But there's a lot of hard work that has to be done. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.